0: Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Wednesday, May 26th, 2021. Uh, a fun little story today. Um, as you can tell, I'm doing this uh, stream a day early, and let me explain why. It's part of my housekeeping for the day anyway. Um our weather predictions tomorrow are predicting some storms and they're talking about severe weather. So rather than skip a news and views, I'm just going to do it a day early uh, and get it recorded today rather than tomorrow. But I also want to mention that they are not predicting severe weather for Friday. They are predicting heavy storms, but they have been wrong so many times in the past two weeks I'm going to go ahead and keep the vid chat that's scheduled for this Friday on the schedule. But please remember, get your questions, comments in before I go to bed tomorrow night. Uh, This vid chat's already shaping up, uh, looking like it's going to be a very interesting one. And I'm judging that solely on the basis of one submission that I've had thus far. But get your questions and comments in, please, before I go to bed uh, tomorrow night, whenever that may be, usually around midnight. That vid chat will take place at 6.30 p.m. as Central Time, United States. And as usual, I'll be in the room uh, a little early for the pre-chat and discussion. Uh, If it's necessary for me to reschedule that vid chat on Friday, please keep looking at the schedule. Look on the website. Look on the forum. Because if I do have to reschedule that for the following week on a makeup vid chat, I will post a notice on the forum in the website. So just make sure you check that uh, before you log in for the vid chat on Friday. But it's on the schedule. I'm planning to go ahead with it on Friday. Now, this is an interesting little story, and I thought we could all use a little bit of relief from the normal uh, crisis of the week type story that we've been doing. Uh, But it makes me wonder just what's really going on. This is a story about the European Space Agency. It's titled, European Space Agency Reveals Ambitious Plans to Build a Satellite Navigation and Telecommunications Network Around the Moon in a Move That Could Transform Our Lunar Satellite into the Eighth Continent. And this does sound very interesting, given, given some of the other space news that I've posted and talked about recently, just in this last uh, week, as a matter of fact, and we'll get to that. But uh, I want you to listen to this very carefully, because um, I have a wild high-octane speculation And then a really wild high-octane speculation based on what's been going on space-related down here on Earth, not the least of which is this upcoming supposed U.S. declassification of a lot of UFO documents, which, of course, many in the ufology community are just hoping will be some sort of major disclosure. I have my doubts about that however i do think this story is in some sense related to it and i want to i want to read a few just a few paragraphs from the story it's a very very short article um about four four to five paragraphs from this so let's start at the beginning the project would see a constellation of satellites deployed to orbit the moon so far Two million pounds sterling worth of contracts have been awarded to British firms involved. So in other words, this is already going. The European Space Agency says the communication and navigation system will support future missions. They say it will bring down the cost of each trip, crewed or robotic, to the moon. Latch on to robotic here, folks. The European Space Agency has launched an ambitious new project to build a SAT NAV and communications satellite network in orbit around the Moon. The new infrastructure could one day turn our natural satellite into the eighth continent as humanity spreads its wings and builds cities on the lunar surface. Skip a few paragraphs here, folks. No details on the final cost of the mission or when it might be ready and fully operational have been released by the Space Agency, a number of firms from the United Kingdom, the European Union, and Canada will work with the Space Agency to to develop the Moonlight Project, including how to provide telecom and navigation services to future missions, both large and small, crude and robotic. And let's stop right there. China recently, as most of you probably are aware, has landed a probe on the far side of the moon. And, of course, to do that, they needed to put up communication satellites around the moon. So this is something that is now demonstrably entirely possible. And now already they're talking about dramatically expanding the number of satellites in orbit around the moon. Now, here's the crunch to my mind and it's in a few paragraphs right toward the end of this article, and they're very short, but they're heavy laden with implications. Many of these initiatives come from the main space institutions in China, India, Japan, and Russia, along with other spacefaring nations and private firms. A reliable and dedicated lunar communications and navigation service would allow missions to land wherever they wanted. Radio astronomers could set up observatories on the far side of the moon with the knowledge those signals will be easily and quickly relayed back to Earth. And in fact, just this last week, I did blog about a story about a plan to build an Arecibo-like radio telescope in a lunar crater on the far side of the moon, and doing so using robots. So in other words, I'm viewing this story as intimately connected to this story about building a large radio telescope on the far side of the moon. And in order to do that, they have to have a fairly extensive satellite communications network established. So that raises the question in my mind, what is it that they want to see, or who might they want to be communicating with? Uh, This, to me, is a key crucial component here of this story. Rovers could trundle over the lunar surface more speedily. It could even enable the teleportation, pardon me, the teleoperation of rovers and other equipment from Earth, the European Space Agency suggested. So in other words, explore the moon remotely by robot with probes via a, a satellite network around the moon in orbit. Commercial bodies could use innovative technologies developed for the moon to create crew services and products on Earth, which would create new jobs. So there's your selling point. It's all benign. It will create new jobs and so on and so forth. Now, I've got three things that I think may be going on here. The first, obviously, is the commercial exploitation of the moon, and mining, and we've been hearing stories in the last few years about mining celestial bodies, the moon, Mars, asteroid belt, and so on and so forth. And in the moon's case, it's close to hand, and they would need a satellite network to do this. And that means, please latch on to this, because this is a very, very important point. That means that they are planning an expansion of finance and commerce on an interplanetary basis between the Earth and the Moon. That's key here, and I think it's possibly part of my really wild scenario that I'll get to in a moment. The other thing that all of this activity portends to me is military, Uh, particularly with the idea of the far side of the Moon involved. They could put almost anything up there, and I have to wonder exactly why that would be so. And the first instance goes back to my first theory that you're going to have to have assets up there to protect the assets and investment that you're making. Uh, I strongly suspect, in other words, that this is a hidden ploy to weaponize space. But my final problem here. And it's the really wild speculation. In fact, it's so harebrained I hesitate even to mention it, but I have to. We have been watching for a number of years now a a slow-motion implosion of the financial system here on Earth. And we've been hearing increasing stories of more and more missing money that's in the trillions of dollars and so on and so forth. Now, I would not put it past these people to pretend or to do what they're planning to do but on a much smaller scale but inflate the size of it so that they can cloak their financial activities and financial malfeasance. Because after all, who and how would you and I, the average person, verify that this activity is actually going on? And this is my big question here. I only raise it because we're watching the collapse of one narrative after another as they're trying to rush to put into place this global financial reset, a social credit system, and so on and so forth. I do think of all these possibilities, the first one, the commercialization of the moon, and then, therefore, the protection of assets is what's really at work here. So that's the one I'm betting my money on. But we cannot forget the military purpose. And I strongly suspect this story is tied to that other story I blogged about just a few days ago about the Arecibo radio telescope or a facility of that size being built in a lunar crater on the far side. And that to me is very suspicious, folks, because number one, that's a facility that you and I would never even be able to see or verify existed. But it would also, if, if it were constructed, it would give them a window on the world that they could keep very, very secret and release whatever information that they wanted to. And I strongly suspect that part of that quest might be part of these commercialization plans, and I strongly suspect it may even relate somehow to, the, to their commercialization. In other words, is there somebody out there that they need to be not only in intermittent contact with, but a secure contact to conduct some commerce. This is an interesting little story. It just kind of snuck under the radar. Uh, I wasn't even aware that these contracts had already been awarded to some British firms to study how to go about doing this. So this means that those stories from a few years ago that I blogged about, Germany wanting to build out a 4G and then a 5G Uh, Network on the Moon are coming to fruition. They're investing actual money and awarding contracts. And I don't suspect that this is a story that's going to linger in the planning stage for too long. I think you're going to see within the next two to three years, some actual nuts and bolts uh, being publicized about this and perhaps even within the next, say, three to five years, some actual satellites being launched and some lunar probes to go with it. So watch this story because I think this is somehow a part of their planned Great Reset. I think it's somehow part of their plans to militarize and weaponize space and that it might even be related somehow to this upcoming supposed disclosure of documents that is supposed to occur in this country. This is... Uh, a little bit of the same story. Anyway, that's it. I wanted to have a short news and views this week, a kind of a fun one. Uh, don't forget uh, tomorrow there is no news and views because of predicted storms. Uh, I am planning to have the vid chat at six thirty Friday, the scheduled vid chat six thirty U.S. Central Time on Friday. I'll be in there early for pre chat, but please, please keep checking the website on Thursday evening and Friday to make sure I don't have to cancel or move it. I probably won't know until Friday rolls around when I see what the weather is like. Uh, It's been very, very unpredictable, and the weather reports, incidentally, have been very unreliable here in the last couple of weeks. So that's it, a little story to watch in coming weeks, months, and years, because I think space is heating up. It's a new kind of space race. It's a space race for infrastructure, rather than simply who gets there first and can bring back a bunch of rocks. So this is going to be very interesting. Anyway, that's it for this week's news and views, folks. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless.